0: Welcome back to the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. Alongside me is my co-host and good friend, Nicholas Bear. Nick, how's it going?
1: I'm doing very well today, Micah. How are you today?
0: Doing all right. I'm doing all right. Nolan Arenado is a Cardinal. JT Realmuto is a Philly. And our AL West wish list, let's dive in. <laughs> All right. First things first, the Rockies are giving the Cardinals Nolan Arenado and $50 million reportedly to help with the remaining six years of Nolan Arenado's $199 million contract. This is a blockbuster deal. It has not been confirmed by both sides yet, but by MLB reporters, Reliable reporters, Ken Rosenthal, uh, Jeff Passon, etc., they have said this has happened and no team has denied this. So we're going to bank that this happened and we're going to make an episode out of it. Let's say this happens, which I believe it will. This is a huge, huge deal. Nolan Arenado is a Hall of Fame caliber player in his you know, seven or eight years in a big league. He's a five-time All-Star and eight-time Gold Glove winner, four-time Silver Slugger, and get this, he's won a Platinum Glove four times. This is a huge, huge move. This is the lowest moment of the Rockies' short franchise.
1: We we knew that Nolan Arenado was going to get moved. It was only a matter of when. The Rockies, they were just not a good team, unfortunately. Of course, they play in a hitter's park, so they never have – pitchers that it can actually pitch. But it was only a matter of time before this happened. And, the, I mean, the Cardinals got a really good player. I'm just curious to see how much of an effect did Coors Field actually have on Nolan Arenado now that he's going to be playing half his games in St. Louis. I don't think St. Louis is a complete pitcher's park or a complete hitter's park. I think it's somewhere in the middle. So we'll see the impact. But either way, the St. Louis Cardinals are getting a great player here. And we mentioned a couple episodes, we talked about the Cardinals, how they're just always a team that is competing no matter what. This is another move that makes, I, I don't want to say they're a World Series contender, but it, it gets them closer if that's what they're aiming for this year.
0: I mean, let's take a look at Arenado's best season, uh, or one of them at least. That would be 2018, where he had a collective 38 homers and 110 RBIs. He played better at home. I mean, most players will play better at home. He had eight more home runs at home, 14 more ribbies. But let's look at his his away splits. In in 76 games, he still performed well, 15 homers, 48 RBIs. So if you want to say multiply that by two, that'd be 152 games. He'd still be averaging 30 homers, 95 plus RBIs. So this is a good player, whether you like it or not, not just hitting the ball. But I think he's one of the best defensive third basemen we've ever seen. He's definitely the best defensive third baseman in baseball right now with Matt Chapman um, alongside him. But Arnot is a beast, and the Rockies really didn't get much. They got Austin Gomer and, a, and some low-level prospects. This is a salary dump, and I don't understand the purpose of signing Arenado because he's only been in this big contract for two years. I don't see the reason to sign him if you know that you're going to deal him. You know,
1: typically, when a team plans to trade someone, but they signed them the year before, they're going to look for a pretty hefty package in return. That's not what the Rockies got here. I don't – I'm not a Rockies fan. I don't really know what Rockies fans are thinking right now, but I can't imagine they'd be too happy. I mean, I didn't know a single one of these prospects, and I know you like to say it all the time. Prospects are just prospects until they show otherwise. But you don't – You. this makes no sense for the Rockies because I think it was last year they signed him and then they're just yeah. like, no, nah, we give up on you. I, Aaron Otto actually said last year, no, he wants to stay Rocky. And then boom, one year later, he's gone.
0: Yeah. This wasn't a guy who was requesting for a trade or been I mean, like, get me out of here. He was fine where he was. I'm sure. Like, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't fine, but I'm sure he wasn't saying like, all right, I need to get out of here. Like Deshaun Watson is saying in Texas. Um, but yeah, but uh, let's think about this. The Rockies also have a guy who's entering free agency after this year, and that's one of the best shortstops of baseball in Trevor Story. So what are they going to do? Are they going to move him? I know he's been rumored to, to be on the block before, and it's only been the big teams looking at him. The Yankees, the Dodgers have shown interest in him. Those are really the only two teams, and let's be honest – Those teams have their shortstop. Corey Seager's a bona fide stud. Gleyber Torres is a studded shortstop. Obviously, he needs defensive improvement, but he's a very good player. Like, those are two all-star players at the shortstop position. I don't see any reason for the Yankees or the Dodgers to go out and get Story because they're not going to move them over. They're they're not going to do that. This doesn't make sense. I mean, Story's got to get dealt because he's not resigning with Colorado. There's no way he resigns there.
1: You know, I can't imagine how frustrating it would be to be a Rockies fan because every year, like on on paper, when the team was really good a couple years ago when they made the playoffs, that wasn't necessarily even a bad team. I mean, they actually did play well, of course. And so everyone thought, okay, the Rockies are going to come in off a postseason berth. Maybe they'll give the Dodgers a little bit of a fight in the division. But the Rockies are always in this position of, like, we want to compete. But the issue is we're in a hitter's park. So we need elite, elite offense because our pitchers are never going to pitch well. So they're always like – there's this gray area in the middle that I just don't think they know how to figure out right now. It's not just black and white. I mean, there's, there's the middle area that they don't know what to do right now.
0: I agree. We've seen that for, for teams that are in a pitcher's park. The number one thing that I can think of is uh, the Orioles and Camden Yard. That's a very hitters-friendly park. They have no pitchers, and I remember it was last year on the Yankees broadcast that some of the announcers were talking about, if the Orioles are going to get pitching, they're going to have to draft them because there's no way in hell a, a player wants to sign there. Like There's no way a Trevor Bauer wants to sign with the Orioles, even if they're a good team. Because Camden Yards, is it's a, you flick the ball and it's going to leave the stadium. I mean, Yankee Stadium is a hitter's park too, but there are ways to pitch there. There are ways that like, okay, it's the Yankees, so I want to go there because it's the Yankees. The Orioles aren't that team. They aren't that big a name. They aren't a team that's like, wow, even if they're bad, they're going to find a way to be okay. It's just not like that. And the Rockies are a team that play in a very hitters-friendly park, and there's no reason for a pitcher to want to go there. And, I mean, you got to feel for Austin Gomer, the the main guy in this this trade, who had a pretty decent 2020. I mean, he's a pitcher, and he's going to get shelled, dude. Like – there's no way There's no way around that. He's going to get shelled in Colorado. He can be a stud and he's going to get shelled. Because it's Colorado, man. The ball flies out of the yard.
1: You know, look at guys like Clayton Kershaw and Hunjin Ryu. I'm just thinking of when they were Dodgers. Or, of course, Kershaw is still a Dodger. I know Kershaw has great numbers in Colorado, but he still gets lit up there sometimes. Hunjin Ryu, I, I, yeah, it's just like... There is no way. There is no way they're going to pick up a big-name free agent pitcher unless – I don't I, I don't want to upset Rockies fans here, but I feel like the only way they do so is move.
0: Yeah, yeah, move or, or play well. And let's be honest, the Rockies are not going to be a contender in this division for minimum three years. That's being incredibly generous here is three years. The next couple of years as a Rockies fan – dude might as well throw your tv out the window like they're not going to compete even in the slightest bit they were bad with arenado they were bad with story and sucks man i mean daniel murphy was one of your better players and this dude just retired like i mean what does that say about your franchise this is not a good team by any stretch of the imagination no bullpen john gray is going to be a free agent after this year um Story's going to be a free agent after this year. Ian Desmond's going to be a free agent after this year. This team is just going to be losing all of their pieces, and these pieces they have aren't that big names, with the exception of Trevor Story. So Arenado's a Cardinal, and a a lot of the talks have been, wow, the, the Rockies are just shit now, but the Cardinals are interesting. Now the NL central as a whole spent a collective $4 million in free agency up to this point. And obviously Arenado isn't a free agent, but he's got a big contract. So they're, they're spending money. This was a salary dump. It, it really was what it was. And I mean, the Cardinals are interesting now they just signed Adam Wainwright who by no means is a great pitcher anymore, but he's still very serviceable at his respected position I don't know what they're going to do with Molina. They let Colton Wong walk. Let's see if he maybe comes back on a cheaper deal. But their corner infields are among the best in baseball. Arnado's the best third baseman in baseball, I think. Paul Goldschmidt's probably the second or third best first baseman in baseball. This is going to be a lot of fun to watch. If you're a Cardinals fan, and we've talked about this in the past,
1: Nick, this is a team that finds a way to win no matter what. 100%. It's just... Cardinal culture, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to yeah. put it, but the the it's just always a winning culture. They never accept losing, and the fans won't accept losing either. They're they're a tough fan base. If if you try and rebuild, they're gonna let you hear about it. They're gonna call for the firing of the GM or the coach or whoever it may be. But I I do expect that the Cardinals will be bringing back Yachty or Molina very soon. Within the past day or two, it has come out that it's expected that the Cardinals will re sign Yadier Molina. I do also expect this to be his last year. I think this will be his farewell year. First uh, one of the best catchers. Last. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on the Cardinals side, this deal was a no brainer for Arenado. Plus, didn't the Rockies also give them $50 million? Yeah, to they gave the pay him $50 million. Dollars.
0: What the fuck? Like, excuse my language, but he's the best third baseman in baseball, man. Like, I don't understand it. Why are you giving somebody money to take him off your hands? Like, if this was an Albert Pujols like deal, I understand that. But this guy is a stud. He's a beast. I don't get it.
1: Obviously, they were desperate to get rid of him because I'm not giving up Arenado and $50 million for a bunch of no name prospects. I major. mean, the, and that's the Cardinals. The knock on
0: the <laughs> oh,
1: not at all. But. The Cardinals front office has to have just been blown away by the offer like that. If that wasn't a no brainer for them, I don't know what a no brainer deal is.
0: I mean, and you can say the same thing with the Goldschmidt trade. Like, it's like the Cardinals are just the first people to ask around, and they get what they want. Like, I mean, they asked Arizona a few years back. They're like, "Hey, you you trade Goldschmidt? Yeah, we'll trade him. Okay." I'll give you like a bag of fruit roll ups and give me one of the better first basemen in baseball. And they did the same thing for Arenado. And Gomer's a good prospect, but everybody else is, they're not even top 100. Like these guys are nobodies. And obviously, uh, something that I preach, and I know I sound like a broken record, and you talked about this earlier, but like prospects are prospects until proven otherwise. That's whether you're a number one prospect or a number a million. Like you're still a prospect regardless. But This is wild, man. Like, this is crazy. This is a huge, huge move. This offseason has been slow, but it picked up a lot of pace over the past couple of weeks. And the only big name left on the board is Trevor Bauer. That's it. He's the only big name left on the board. And I I know you're going to have some opinions on this, and and I do too. And this wasn't even in our notes. But Bauer wants more than Garrett Cole. And Chris Carlin of ESPN New York tweeted something out uh, about a week ago. Bauer's been in the league for six years. He's had one and a half great years. Those four and a half years in between have been mediocre or just a bit medi- a bit above or a bit less than mediocre. He's a good pitcher. I truly believe that he's on the upward trend, and he's one of the better pitchers in baseball. But he had a very, very good 2020 in only 12 starts. And let me tell you something. Garrett Cole, no bias, second best pitcher
1: in baseball. Would you agree? I 100% agree. You're, I'm assuming you're putting Garrett Cole behind Jacob Degrom, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Trevor Bauer isn't worth that money. I mean, I can understand where he's coming from. I mean, he's coming off a Cy Young year, but like, dude, you guys played 60 games, right? Um, and
0: and that's just like unfortunate that- for him because he could have pitched his heart out in in 162. oh yeah it'd be a whole nother story like the guy you know he had
1: one playoff appearance he pitched seven and two-thirds scoreless innings so he did and and I just want to before we move on you brought up the fact that this has been a slow off season to this point but it's picked up lately I think now that we're in the new year I think teams are starting to get more clarity on how the season's going to play out Mm -hmm. I know MLB and the union they're making proposals right now. I actually just heard before we got on air that the MLB Players Association will reject the union proposal. But – What's the proposal for, 154 games? 154 games, expanded postseason and postseason. I I don't know. But uh, just to wrap it up, I mean, you know, I started asking myself, the Cardinals got Arenado, the Padres are getting a lot better. The one team that's sticking out to me that's not doing anything right now the Dodgers, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I believe the Dodgers seriously think they're in for Trevor Bauer. I believe not, there's no way. No, no, no. But I believe they believe that. I, I, I think they believe that because th- you don't sit back when teams are making moves like this and watch guys go. You, you don't do that, especially as a defending champ. You, you just don't do that. I, that front office has to think they believe they can get Trevor, uh, Trevor Bauer, even though I don't think they will, nor should they, because the. Asking price is going to be way too high for Trevor Bell.
0: And let's be honest, Keegan Hernandez and um, Jock Peterson are by no stretch of the imagination incredible players, but they're very solid role players, and they do a lot more than what what sh- what is shown in the box score. They're good players in that clubhouse, on the field, off the field. They do they do stuff right. I've never heard anything bad about those two players in terms of their character, and. Kike performs in the postseason. So does so does Jock. They both perform in the postseason. And I know that their play has somewhat declined just a little bit, but they're both gone. And and they were gone on they left on not that big a contract. I mean, Jock Peterson got seven million dollars. That's that's ashtray money for the Dodgers. And let's be honest here. If they sign, if if they sign Trevor Bauer, they can't get Corey Seager back. There's no way they can afford it. They're paying Bellinger 18 and a half mil this year because of arbitration, which is too much money in its own perspective. But this team's salary cap is gonna be incredibly high. It's I don't understand. They're doing stuff wrong here, and teams that are that are trying to compete Yankees, Dodgers, Bra- or Yankees, Braves, White Sox. They're doing things and they're making good moves and they're not spending a lot of money while doing it.
1: You know, the Dodgers, I mean, they also have uh, Mookie Betts under contract. Of course, he deserved that contract, though. I oh, mean, yeah. very much deserving. But they, they still have to sign Bellinger to an extension. Uh, unless Bellinger has another poor year, there's perhaps a chance we could maybe see him get traded. Um, I don't see that happening. I, like he I, has I see. Another, if he has another down year, then to me, that's just going to prove a couple years ago it was just a fluke. Walker Bueller still has to get an extension. We're not sure what we're going to do with Corey Seager. I will Kershaw. say, though, however, Kershaw, I, I mean, he's under contract for a couple more years anyways, he- and I think he, he would take a pay cut after. He uh, I was thinking that
0: he was a free agent after this year. That's Jansen.
1: Yes, that's Jansen. And then lastly, Kike Hernandez, I expected him to walk, and the reason why we let him go, because the, what the Dodgers have done historically, they have been a great – team while also having a great farm system and I think the Dodgers decided it's time to give Gavin Lux an opportunity at least off the bench I think as that I was is saying what. Gavin
0: Lux season in the chat
1: yes I Gavin Lux this opens up a roster spot for him to at least be a, a role player there they want Gavin Lux to fill the same role that Kike Hernandez had yeah so the
0: Dodgers haven't gotten any better at Turner's asking for three, four years, and let's be honest—he's good, but he's not worth four years. He's thirty-six. I like Justin Turner as a player, but he's not worth
1: four years. Let's all be—let's all be very honest here. One hundred percent. If I'm the Dodgers, I would give him a two-plus-one deal. Yeah, yeah. I th- this situation seems uh, slightly similar. I mean, the money is going to be way different, but it seems slightly di- uh, similar to how it took the Yankees and DJ LeMahieu a while to agree to a contract. DJ was like, I want five years and like 125 mil. The Yankees were like, no, let's give you a six-year. I think at first they actually wanted to just give him a four-year deal. And yeah, they're was- like, yeah, they wanted to give him a four-year deal. DJ was like, no, I want five and like 125 mil. And then they compromised on a six-year, $90 million deal. I feel like that's where the Dodgers are with Turner. Of course, he's not going to get nearly the money or the contract length. But I feel like they're kind of in that same predicament right now.
0: I mean, we'll see how that unfolds. But the Dodgers have not gotten better, and a lot of contending teams have gotten better. Let's talk about a team that just got the best catcher in baseball back. That's the Philadelphia Phillies. And we talked about this a few episodes ago. They cried poor. They said they they came out saying we cannot get Real Muto back. And they gave him the biggest AAV for a catcher ever. And deservedly so. He's the best catcher in baseball. But where the hell are they getting this money from? Because they just re-signed Didi Gregorius to a two-year $28 million deal. They, they signed somebody else. I can't remember. Oh, it was Archie Bradley. And now they're signing JT Romuto. They're spending a shit
1: ton of money. Where are they getting this from? They fooled us. We talked about it when, when, when the Phillies were crying poor. We said there is no way JT Romuto. Goes back to the Phillies, and then boom! Here we are at the last day of January. The Phillies have now brought in uh, Archie Bradley and brought back J.T. Realmuto and T. Gregorius. I mean, I, I am, I am just, I, I, I'm like you. I don't know where this money came from. You robbed or a Nick or I, maybe they did, or. Bryce Harper probably spoke with the front office and said, listen, you got to bring these guys back or else I'm going to ask for a trade. I would not have been surprised if he asked for a trade. I'm sure that's what he said.
0: But even so, if you don't have money, you don't have money. Like there's no way working around that. I'm convinced they walked into a bank, held up the guns and said, give me the money. I'm so dead serious. And I know you're laughing, but like, where are they getting this money from? Unless this owner was like completely messing around. I don't understand, man. Like, I'm happy for Romuto to come back, but like, let's be honest. This, and I've said let's be honest a lot, so that's I probably should stop saying that. But anyway, this Phillies team is still a fourth place team. They could be a last place team because the Marlins were better than them last year with like a, you know, a tenth of the payroll. So this would be fun to watch. I mean, is gonna rake. Harper's gonna rake. Hoskins is gonna rake. Didi Gregorius is going to hit 97 home runs this year. Like, it's going to be great to watch. Their offense is good, and they've improved their bullpen. Jose Alvarado, Archie Bradley, they've improved that pen. If that pen can get better, they had a 6.52 ERA in the bullpen last year. If that pen can be better, watch out for this Phillies team. But the NLE snick is going to be a lot of fun to watch.
1: It will be so much fun to watch. Um, Like you mentioned, even the Marlins were better than the Phillies last year. I mean, 60 games, I don't know how much we want to make out of that uh, for a team like the Marlins, but we'll see with them. But, you know, I'm just – I'm so confused about the Phillies. I, I just – maybe they were playing games with all other 29 teams and just saying, we can't afford JT Romuto. Just to, just to mess with the other teams, I have no idea what they did.
0: I mean, when McCann went to the Mets, I thought that kind of just like was a question mark is where Real Muto was going to go. I know the Braves were linked to him for a little bit. But, yeah, I, I definitely had Real Muto going to the Mets. And when McCann was linked to the Mets, you knew there was no way that was going to happen. And it was really a question mark. And I guess you know they went into the bank held the gun up asked for the money and 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 signed them so i'm happy for the phillies i'm happy for omuto he got his big payday and i mean this is the best catcher in baseball two-time all-star two-time silver slugger a gold glove winner and for a position that does not get a lot of production out of it he has been quite productive last year in 145 games 25 homers 83 ribbies while hitting 275 and nick get this Dude can move it. This guy can run like with the best of them up there, and I mean, maybe the best of them is a little bit of a stretch, but he steals backs He's a fast guy, and I mean, I'm happy for Romuto. He does everything right. Maybe we see him transfer to first base after those three after
1: three years of that contract. But I like this move. I really do. I do as well. And going back to his running, I obviously he's not one of the best. He's not. He's not one of the fastest guys. But I think what you meant to say was he's one of the best base runners in baseball. That's because there's there's a difference between base runners and a guy, guys with just speed. Uh, You got to be smart when you're running the bases and that's who JT Romuto is. But yeah. And yay. You never know. Maybe one day down the line, the NL approves of uh, a universal Mm -hmm. DH. I mean, I want that this year. I think universal DH should stay. I don't know why it's even a question, but uh, that could be a position that JT Rumuto could play as well in the future. He also came up as a shortstop, and people
0: don't know this, and I'm not sure if you knew this, but he came up as – yeah, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. He came up as a shortstop, and it is reported that he still takes reps at shortstop, and he plays it at an elite level. And, yeah, and Rumuto is one of those guys that, I, you know, he moves well, as we mentioned, so I don't think range will be that much a problem. And wear and tear on the catcher's knees. Most catchers started catching when they, when you know, when they started. Muto was not that guy. He only started catching um, in the minors, so there's not a lot of wear and tear on those knees. Maybe he can stick it out for all five years and still play at a elite level behind the dish. But this was a great move for the Phillies. Again, where they got this money, I have zero clue. But I'm happy for JT because he got the bat.
1: He did. I mean, he. Uh... He, made a re- uh, he set the record. He said uh, highest AAV ever for a catcher. So, hey, props to him. He is the best catcher in baseball, and we just, we're just left questioning where the Phillies got the money. Yeah,
0: so let's move on. We are resuming our wish list series, and, Nick, this week's episode is the AL West, a very interesting division. So we'll go team by team, and what their big wishes for the 2021 season. Let's start off with the Astros and they really do need a comeback season for Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. And the cheating scandal broke and people were like, "All right, let's see how they bounce back from it." And they did not bounce back well. Altuve had a horrendous year, the worst of his career. Bregman in in his short career had a terrible year. Uh, Altuve played alright in the playoffs. Correa played well in the playoffs. But they need bounce back years from these guys if they're going to compete at any high, at any level, really.
1: I think the Houston Astros, and I'm coming uh, from this as a Dodgers fan, they probably had it worse than any other team last year because mm-hmm. not only did, I mean, of course, you had the cheating scandal, um, but not, we, we forget that the, the cheating scandal also brings a lot of media attention. These guys are always asked questions and, Uh, Go ahead.
0: And, I mean, they did have it bad, but they also caught a break. If there are fans in the stadium, they're walking into a stadium and they're getting booed, potentially getting stuff thrown at them, which should not happen, but, I mean, it's baseball. You never know, really. I'll let you finish your thought. They did have it bad, but they could have had it a lot worse.
1: They could have, but when you add the cheating scandal and the media attention and – A new coach, and in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh my goodness, I cost AJ Hinch's job, and I cost our GM our job. And then on top of that, you have a pandemic where things were so unpredictable last year. I guess, honestly, we shouldn't have expected much from the Astros. I mean, they actually did do better in the playoffs than I thought they would. They were, people forget they were a game away from the World Series. They were. We almost ready. got Dodgers Astros,
0: right now. That would have been so much fun. And by the way, as a Yankee fan, I was rooting for the Astros and I never thought I'd say those words out loud. But yeah, it was interesting. The ALCS was a ton of fun to watch. When Correa pimped that homer off Nick Anderson. Uh, Twitter fingers, they were out, buddy. They were they were definitely out. But anyway, moving off from the Astros, let's go to the A's. And they, the, what the A's need to do is find another diamond in the rough. This is a team that has, like the Rays, no payroll whatsoever, and their GM, Billy Bean, always finds a way to find some sort of a diamond in the rough, whether that be Matt Chapman or the other Matt, Matt Olsen or Mark Canna. Like, these guys are, are, have come absolutely out of nowhere, and they are studs. And that's what they need to do. They got to go find another diamond in the rough. Jesus Lizardo, you know, that's their top
1: prospect. Hopefully he pitches well this year. I was going to say that we, we didn't mention him earlier, but Marcus Semyon did sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. Great shortstop, by the way. He's and playing second,
0: though. He's going to be playing second base.
1: Is he going to play second base? I believe so. Okay, anyways. That I mean, you mentioned that the A's are another one of those small market teams. I mean, they need another dime in the roof because, like you said, they're a small market team and they literally just lost. Uh, I believe Mike Samian was an MVP candidate last year,
0: the he year was before. Third in MVP voting, he should have been fourth. And they just lost the best closer in baseball, Liam Hendricks.
1: Yeah, so they're they 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 would want a farm system like the Dodgers have, except the Dodgers are also also have a big payroll. But that that's what they, they would like. They would like to find one of those guys in the rough in their farm system that comes up and is Marcus Semyon again for them or something like that. That's what yeah, they I mean, need right now.
0: I mean they they got Sean Mania who I think is is a good pitcher and then they have Jesus Jesus Lazardo I mean, he, I like him a lot. He's, he's going to be really good in the game, and he's fun to watch. So I hope that he performs pretty well this year, but I expect him to. So moving on from the A's, let's go to the Rangers. And here's what the Rangers need to do, Nick, and that is win a single baseball game. And I don't know if it can actually happen. I really don't know if it can. They have the worst farm system in baseball, and they have arguably the worst team in baseball. They tweeted something out when they, re- when they got Kluber, and it was a picture of Mike Miner, Lance Wynn, and Corey Kluber. Nick, you know how many of those guys are on the team right now? None yeah. of them. Not a single one of them is on the starting pitching staff right now. They have nobody Joey Gallo and an overpaid roof to no door. N- no promise whatsoever. Win a game. End of discussion. Let's move on to the Mariners, a team that cannot win a game either. They, they just can't, win, they can't make the playoffs either. Uh, and that is positive progression out of their young stars, Julio Rodriguez, Kyle Lewis, uh, Evan White. They need production out of them, so they know that they did well. By the way, Jared Kelenic is also on that team. The, the, ex, the expectations for that kid are astronomically high. He was in that deal. Uh, you like that big word, huh, Nick? That was a big word that I just pulled out, huh? That was a big, big word. But, uh, you know, he was in that deal with the Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. And it, the, the, the expectations for that kid are huge. And I, I expect him to live up to, to the hype. I don't say that a lot about guys who are prospects, but I really do expect him to live up to the hype. So any final thoughts about the Mariners?
1: They used to be uh, talented, and they still couldn't win. So I don't know how they're going to find a way to win now. But good luck to them.
0: Yeah. Good
1: luck to them and the Angels. We preach it so much
0: on this show. Pitching wins championships, and the Angels have no pitching. They have none of it. Mike Trout, get him in the playoffs. We want to see him in the playoffs. I mean, they need pitching. They need arms, 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 arms. And if that means going out and paying a shit ton of money for Trevor Bowers, so be it because you need pitching.
1: They got Jose Quintana. I mean, that might be their best. That might be their best. Pitching acquisition in years, like I'm not they even. They got Marcelo like, Iglesias this year too. True, this is the best they've done pitching wise in years, and that's that's sad because I mean, don't get me wrong, both of these guys are solid, but they're not elite. Uh, they were in on Garrett Cole, they're in on Trevor Bauer, so you know, the, we just we just want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. That's at the end of the day. The playoffs. At the end of the day, we want them to get pitching only because we want Mike Trout in the playoffs, right?
0: And remember this. The AL West, like, it's not a slam dunk like it was in past years. Although, Not I anymore. Believe, although I do believe that the Astros and A's will find a way to win because they are that franchise, the Angels with one or two pitching moves can really make a push because this this lineup is scary good. I mean, it really is. Trout, uh... Um, Jared Walsh, Pujols, when he's when he's right, is a pretty good player. I mean, people want to sell. He's a bad contract. I mean, he's driving in 80 runs a year, which is nothing to sleep on. He's not worth the contract, but it's nothing to sleep on. He's still a decent player at his position. Rendon. Fletcher, Rendon, who's the second-best third baseman in baseball. Obviously, they lost Andrelton Simmons to the Twins, but he doesn't bring that much uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, he does, but eh, 91 career OPS plus, but – This lineup, when it's right, is up there with some of the scariest in baseball. They just need arms. Dylan Bundy and Jose Quintana uh, and Griffin Kenning are the the top three in that rotation. And if they add Trevor Bauer, it's a mediocre rotation at best. Uh, Yeah,
1: I I wouldn't sign Trevor Bauer to be your number one, but the Angels are so desperate that he would be their number one. And if I'm the Angels, I do overpay for Trevor Bauer Mm -hmm. because – we need Mike Trout in the playoffs. I cannot emphasize enough how much we need someone like that in the playoffs. It would be good for the game, and Mike Trout just needs the postseason experience.
0: How lit would that be to see the Trevor Bauer and Mike Trout vlogs? Oh, I forgot would about be Shohei. So awesome.
1: We forgot about Shohei and Shohei Otani. Yes.
0: Yeah, that would be so fun. Just, I mean, part of the reason that I want Bauer to go to my team, like I, he's not going to the Yankees. Like, let's be honest. But I would just love to see the the Trevor Bauer and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stan vlogs. That would just just be so much fun. He he's awesome. I, I love Trevor Bauer. But um, you talked about they need to overspend for somebody like him. A team that doesn't. And before we wrap it up, is the Mets. They offered Bauer a contract. We don't know the length. We don't know the AAV. But they put it on the table, and it's not going to go wild. So, good move by the Mets to, to throw, their, their, throw their hat in the ring, but they're not going to
1: overpay. They're not, especially after they got Francisco Lindor, because we all know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, they wouldn't have made that move for Francisco Lindor unless they were confident they can extend him. So, they have that, and, and they have Jacob deGrom. So, Yes, the best
0: pitcher in baseball. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode of the Baseball Plug. I'm your host, Micah Fleischman. And I'm Nicholas Bear. You can find this show exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Micah underscore 0416. That is at M-I-C-A-H underscore 0416. And on Instagram at N V Micah. That is at
1: E-N-V-Y-M-I-C-A-H. And you can follow me on Twitter, at Nicholas Bear 7, that is N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-B-A-E-R, and the number seven, and on Instagram, at Nicholas Golfer. that is N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-G-O-L-F-E-R. Again, thanks for tuning
0: in. Peace out.